The Playful Psychologist podcast is hosted by me, Emily Hanlon, a clinical psychologist who primarily works with children and adolescents. This podcast has been designed to offer support to new psychologists who may feel as though they are drowning in uncertainty. It has also been designed to inform and educate parents and teachers on all things child development. Along with some special guests, I explore different aspects of child development, including developmental disorders and emotional regulation, while also advocating for those who may be falling through the cracks in our current system. Hey guys, and welcome to today's episode of the Playful Psychologist podcast. I'm so excited today because I have an awesome special guest. You may have uh, seen me post about some of her epic books recently on my Instagram page, but today I'm with the lovely Janine Sanders, who's going to talk to us about some of her books and the inspiration behind her books. So Janine, welcome to the podcast and thank you so much for um, being on. Do you want to introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about you? Thank you so much for having me, Emily. I'm very happy to be here. Mm. Um, Okay, so uh, way back when Mm. I was a teacher, (laughs) primary school, early education, then um, actually in Queensland, and then I ended up coming to Melbourne in my 20s and never left again. (laughs) (laughs) And I got into becoming a publisher, an educational publisher, And so did a lot of books and things like that. And then um, my husband and I, we went to Japan and we had our first daughter there. We came back and I realised that I needed to work from home Mm. rather than go into Melbourne. We were outside of Melbourne. So we started a small business, a publishing business, and I just did publishing and editing and started to write some children's readers, Mm -hmm. which I write under another name, Jay Dale, my uh, maiden name. Mm -hmm. And then from there, I went on to writing more and more books, sometimes going back to teaching, doing a little bit here and there, some teaching, some mentoring, etc. And then I got into this space, which is Educate to Empower Publishing, which is more about, it's really about my passion, Mm. which is about body safety, keeping children safe uh, from sexual abuse. Yeah. I'm not an actual survivor myself, but I just think I'm very passionate about giving children a voice. Absolutely. And, yeah, and then I got into gender equality and social emotional intelligence, and I feel that those books and all of that sort of marry together. So. Yeah, yeah. That's awesome. I actually have a couple of your books. Um, I've got Let's Talk About Body Boundaries, Consent mm-hmm. and Respect, as well as the gorgeous book, which is probably my favourite one of yours so far that I've read, um, Hope. And oh. I genuinely love your storylines and, and I've used them in so um, in therapy so often but in so many different ways as well, um, you know, ways that I didn't think I would when I necessarily got them. So where do you draw your inspiration from when you are creating these amazing books? Well, I think basically where there's a need. So because I am I love working with kids, you know, I, I was a very passionate teacher and educator mm. and I just felt that there were spaces and, and sometimes we don't always listen to kids. So I, um, I get my inspiration from them. Mm. And But in saying that, the body safety, why I went down that track to begin with was because of a neighbour of mine who had been sexually abused and she said to me, whatever we do, we need to actually educate kids before they're in that perpetrator's web For and sure. not be fearful of educating them. So I challenged myself to do something that was really age appropriate. So, mm-hmm. and I thought, you know, I can use 
use a child's voice. I'm lucky like that because when I write, I feel like I can channel the child voice. That's so awesome. Which is handy. Yeah. But then the other books, look, they all have a story behind them. Like let's talk about body boundaries, consent and respect. Came from uh, teaching a a group of uh, year two girls and boys. Mm -hmm. And the little girls came up to me and they said, oh, I should turn my phone off. Oh, that's all right. That's the little girl came up to me, the girls in the class, and they said they didn't want to go to camp. They said because the boys would be teasing them and looking under the toilets at them. Wow. And, and they were really fearful, like wow. not just joking, and they yeah. really didn't want to go. So I thought like, oh, my goodness, I need a book to sort of say, hey, guys, these are the boundaries. You you can't just come inside those boundaries and and there needs to be respect Mm. and all that so you know that that book grew from that situation yeah so. for sure because when when I first um got it I thought like oh this is going to be perfect for educating like g- girls in my head that's what I thought I was like perfect mm-hmm. I'm going to use this with my clients to teach them about their boundaries and how mm-hmm. they need to like put that out there to people about respecting theirs but I've actually found myself y- using it a lot more with my like younger male clients and teaching yeah. them how to respect other people's boundaries so it's just so cool that it can be used in so many different ways and I think it's such an important topic especially in these days where you know we are becoming more aware and we are like empowering women to stand up for you know themselves and their their bodies and that sort of thing so I just I love the book well absolutely because I wrote the book no means no for Mm -hmm. another little girl who was about six that she couldn't she couldn't say no to these little boys are always trying to hug her so yes that was about empowering the girl Mm. with the voice to say hey no I don't need to be hugged or kissed or that sort of thing and then it's sort of when I talked to these other girls about the camp it sort of was like okay Mm. we need to tell the ones who are coming into the body boundary that you can't do that and it's it's so important right because it shouldn't always be about like like girls or young women having to be like no it should be about you know everyone else respecting that that's the boundary so I love that we're teaching like the book gives you know educators or clinicians like myself or even parents an opportunity to open those conversations in a really age-appropriate way from a really young age yeah, and I also, when I write my books, I love to, particular the nonfiction, mm. I love to put questions in there so mm. that we're drawing the child into the story so that yeah, they can sure. they can bring their own situation, their own things that are happening to them into the conversation because yeah. it's all about having those conversations and what better way than through story and something visual because children are visual learners yeah. and it also gives that lovely scaffolding for educators, psychologists and parents yeah. to you know, to work with something visual with children. Absolutely. I love it. And I know a lot of your other books do touch on some like really complex topics such as like family violence and experiencing um, that. How do you manage to, you know, adapt these complex, you know, horrible topics into language that young children can like understand and resonate with I think it's fascinating (laughs) well I look it it comes out of necessity I actually feel that it's just so important that somebody puts out something that gives them that voice and the one you're talking about which is hope which is for kids and family violence and I remember when um, a friend of mine she's a vice principal she said to me have you got anything for kids and family violence because we often have a lot of kids in these kinds of homes and I thought to myself like how am I going to help them yeah like how is it possible to help children 
who where it's really violent and home and but often with the the male um, father figure yeah so that was a challenge but I felt that I wanted to meet it mm. so I I wrote that book and I feel that I have probably met that challenge and oh, I you also have. the illustration well the illustrations are just beautiful too yeah so, they are actually. you know whenever I write my books because I've got that publishing background mm. I I really try to marry what's in my head with mm. pick an illustrator that matches what's in my head so her you know her beautiful sensitive way of illustrating that story comes across with the words mm. so there's a really good match That's between awesome. word and, and illustration that's awesome and I like it you've mentioned that you obviously wear like quite a few hats you're a mum you're an author you have this awesome teaching background how do these roles do you think like help you guide your writing because it sounds like you draw a lot of inspiration from like students and like experiences Mm. that they've shared with you yeah and definitely definitely from students definitely from the children from my own mothering from my own family situation like you know, when my husband and I married, we were in our 30s. And look, it was a given that we would bring up our children um, with a gender equality. Like, mm-hmm. and I'm talking, because, you know, I'm heading for grandmother territory. So it, to me, it still really shocks me that people don't bring up their children with a totally um, equal partnership. Mm-hmm. So when I see that, you know, there's so much genderized information yeah. out there, I think, okay, this is a space we need to work in too. Mm-hmm. So that inspires me to write more about gender equality in the sense of not adding labels to boys sure. and girls or whatever gender they identify as, but actually letting kids just be who they want to be. Mm-hmm. It's, as, it's as simple as that, and yet society doesn't allow that. So, mm-hmm. you know, I in that way I felt we needed to do more work in that gender equality space. Mm-hmm. So, you know, things come up in my life where I think, wow, that's a problem. Or, you know, I might go on to, um, I might go to some conference or, mm. and, and I'll go, wow, you know, what are they going to do about that? Yeah. And, and then kind of, I quite enjoy the challenge of, well, what am I going to do about yeah. that? That's yeah. so cool. It's like you like set yourself these little challenges yeah. to come up with awesome stuff. That's really mm-hmm. cool. And I did see on your website, which you've kind of touched on a little bit already, but a question that you ask yourself is like, what are we doing in schools to empower children and protect them from like inappropriate touch? Mm-hmm. Um, can you tell us maybe a little bit about like your experiences and what kind of leads you to ask these questions? Yeah, well, like, what are we doing? So um, that came up for me about 10 10 or 11 years ago, and I actually was on my children's school council as a parent. Mm. And um, after having the conversation with my neighbour, I came to the school and said, look, what are we doing to, Mm. um, you know, we know that one in five girls, one in eight boys will probably will be sexually abused before they're 18. Mm. Um, up to 95% of them know the perpetrator. They're in our homes. They're in our communities. Like, what are we doing mm. so that they have a voice and they go, wow, that's not appropriate. Stop, you know, or go tell a trusted adult. And it sort of was such an uncomfortable topic that everyone, like nobody wanted everyone to talk squirmed, about. Like, right? it was, <laughs> yeah. and, and again, it was like, okay, if no yeah. one wants to talk about, I'm going to talk about Oh, that's so cool. <laughs> I'm going to talk about this. So what is the best way for me to talk about things? It's through stories. So yeah. that's the first book I wrote was Some Secrets Should Never Be Kept. Yeah. And then from there, it's sort of the education ed- educator comes out of me and I know that we need um, – <clears throat> excuse me, lesson plans and teaching notes. And the 
a book you can build a week's work around a book yeah so i kind of wanted to to build further with that um Mm. and and provide educators with with easy accessible resources that they feel comfortable with and they'll go yeah i'm on board okay Mm -hmm. yes we need those are the statistics we need to protect kids i hope that i have inspired them to come on that journey and help kids i mean you you sit in a class and you look at 25 kids and you go wow one in five one in eight yeah happen to one it's so true and i think it's like one of those things where it's it's so cool that you didn't take you know like sometimes people are like oh man that's such a tough situation but then they just put it in the too hard basket they mm. don't know what to do about it so I think it's just so cool that you you know you were like no I'm going to do something about this and I'm going to give future teachers and future yep. parents and educators or clinicians these resources that they can use to develop and empower kids so I think that's it's so cool and every time I read one of your books I'm like man like this is so <laughs> cool and like how you manage to you know put it in language that children can resonate with is just incredible. Oh, thank you. Thank you. I mean, it really does come from a passion to help give kids a voice. And I mean, you know, child sexual abuse is is just a shocking thing and it is preventable. Like, you know, the education is so easy and Mm. and so age appropriate. So from that first inappropriate touch they know to tell someone, Mm. I mean, a whole child's life will change. And many survivors say that to me. They Mm. say, if only I had known from that very first touch, you would know this as a psychologist, like how different my life would have been. So yeah, I wish people would jump on board more with me. And <laughs> well, hopefully everyone listening today does. <laughs> I so really hope so. I understand well that you've got some new books coming yeah. out. Um, can you tell us a little bit about the new ones? Okay, so um, I decided like a lot of my books are kind of like from about six onwards, yep. say six to ten. So I felt there was a really a space missing from two to six Mm, so I thought how can we do these topics that I deal with in many of my other books in little bite-sized pieces so I've uh, developed a series called Little Big Chats yeah and it's 12 little books that are only um, 16 pages each but they break it down into um, various areas so we might have uh, in the body safety space we might have the you know secrets and surprises Mm. the difference between that or we might have um my safety network, how to have a safety network. But then in the space of gender equality, we might have like a title called Everyone is Equal. Mm. And then in the space of empathy, we have one called um, Empathy. Mm-hmm. And we have one nice called sure. I Always Try, which is resilient. So oh, I've beautiful. tried to marry all what I do into these 12 main topics and they're really broken down into little bite-sized pieces with the discussion questions, of course, for the parents and educators so that, you know, you kids at that age are only going to focus for, you know, 10, 15 yeah, minutes, but you can begin those early conversations at that age. Yeah, I think that's so important. You know, speaking as someone, I have a little one who's almost 15 months now and like I, I sometimes I do struggle to yeah. find him books, um, you know, on important topics that you know not like you Thomas the Tank Engine which has its place yeah. but you want some educational yeah. you know books that are going to help him in the future as well so I'm really excited to um you know get my hands on these and and see 
when we can start that obviously you might be a little bit young but you know you're never too young <laughs> I don't think so you know Emily like say the empathy one mm. you know just even reading the words but then she's looking at the pictures with him and saying mm. oh that little person has fallen over but this little person is helping them that you know that's so kind yeah. that called empathy I mean even having that little conversation I mean you can you can unpack it like that yeah um, because the illustrations are really beautiful they're done with my friend Cherie's amazing yeah and, um, you know, they're very colourful and bright and awesome. very diverse characters. It's cool. Very diverse. Good, so I love I, that. You can unpack that with them for oh, sure. Oh, that's really cool. Yeah, and I think sometimes, like, you know, I think it's really cool because a lot of the time parents want to have these conversations and want to build these skills, but they're just not really sure how. So I think these exactly. books, yeah, will really help in that regard. Um, so. Where can we learn more about these books and, and more about you? Okay, well, because you know, I'm we are Australian, and our team, is, our team is my husband and me, mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, my friend Simone, who does a little, um, she does some PR for us. Yeah. So that's our team. Yep. And um, so we have a, a, a our little company is called Educate to Empower Publishing. Yeah. And so if you ever buy books from us and you're in Australia, we actually, I, I do the posting out and everything. Oh, my so God, we send them, that's so cool. So you'll rarely find them in bookshops, maybe yeah. readings or something, but not really a lot, but more that you need to go onto our website, yeah. have a look, yeah. you can order online, and then we just package it up and send it out to you. Oh, um, awesome. So, yeah, that's, I mean, some people buy through Amazon, but it's not as good. I'd prefer that people um, actually, because we have all the stock here, so that we can actually send it out um, ourselves. Okay. Because we have a giving back page too, Emily. Oh, cool. Yeah, like the giving back is, um, for example, I gifted my book, My Body, What I Say Goes, to World Vision India. Yeah, and this is one of my proud moments. So I'm going yeah. to tell you. go for uh, it. They translated it into ten Indian languages, wow. and they printed over a million copies to give out to kids in poorer areas who wouldn't have access to this. And they in service nine hundred teachers to implement that book. Oh my god, that's yeah, so, should be proud of that. That's <laughs> amazing. That's so cool. And, and then, and then they said to me, um, "Do you have a book for teenagers?" And I went, "No." but I'll write you. <laughs> Give me a week. <laughs> no, I wrote them one. Oh, my God, that's incredible. <laughs> so that's I called My it. Body, My Rules. Um, oh. So, yeah, when people buy from us, we are able then to give back to organisations. We also help an organisation in the Philippines and in Bali. Yeah. And, um we can get back to places and countries that can't afford these kinds of books. Oh, definitely. Well, I am going to link um, all your socials and all your websites, um, you know, at the in the episode notes of today's episode. So if you're listening and you want to check out the books, please head to the episode notes and, um, you know, check out the website because there is some incredible stuff on there. But thank you so much for sharing, like, your story and, and what's behind your books. It was really, really interesting to, to get to know, you know, what drives them thanks emily thank you so much for having me on today no worries at all see you later bye